0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 910 The Fair. Bring the energy! It's happening. Get it, get get, get, get. Run for your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning. Capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is Let's go! MP on the mic. What is up, Richmond Friday morning? It is MP on the mic taking you into the weekend. Part of a loaded lineup on nine ten, The Fan 1051 FM today will take you all the way up to noon. AWOD Radio takes over then. And, of course, Grant and Danny will take you home, get you ready for Commander's Falcons this weekend. But first, there was action on the gridiron last night. Here's what happened in Kansas City. Broncos dig in at the line of scrimmage, trying to get a little elevation on what they hope is a low kick. Snap placement, kick on the way, and it is... Good from 61 yards as we come to the end of the first half. That is the least excited anybody has ever been about a 60-yard field goal. Harrison Bucker from 60 cleared it with with distance to spare. Did not impress the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Uh, an unimpressive game overall. Uh, Chiefs claim the win, uh, 19 to eight. Here's Russell Wilson after the game as the Denver Broncos fall to 1-5. and five. I thought we, we kept battling, kept believing, and uh, we did a good job getting all the way down the field to, to make the game, you know, an eight-point game. And unfortunately, it just didn't go our way at the end. Broncos in the unenviable position now of playing for next year, essentially, while this year is still happening with a roster that's been built to contend and yet you tip your hat to the defense Defense held the Chiefs in check. They they left unsatisfied. You're, I mean, the radio guy, not even a little bit impressed with what was going on there. Uh, but for for the offense to not deliver in a key situation, I mean, the people at Denver thought they were getting the second coming of, of Peyton Manning here. Uh, you know, older quarterback ready to win one last Super Bowl on his way out. They built the defense accordingly. Instead, it has been rough going in Denver. You saw Sean Payton's frustration. I mean, he's as much culpable as... For this as anybody else but it's uh it's, it's rough times in denver uh, continues they fall to one and five last night with the loss local game commanders falcons one o'clock kick on cbs on sunday and speaking of defense broncos defense delivered last night this is a make or break game for the commanders defense for me you've got uh, you know the second worst unit in football to the denver broncos uh the broncos showed up last night against the chiefs uh, same thing in Washington. You know you've got the talent there. I uh, got four first-round draft picks on the defensive line. Haven't been putting any pressure on opposing quarterbacks. That's that's priority number one against Desmond Ritter. Get those guys going. Get those guys in a position where they can attack the quarterback, get him rattled, get him on the ground. You, you know there's the talent to do it. You know the heat's on Jack Del Rio this week to make the scheming to do it. We've talked a ton this week about what that's going to look like probably more blitzing probably more concepts um just something to keep the defense off guard because it was it's very telling to hear these opponents come off of their games against the commanders and say we knew what they were going to do we we were ready for everything they threw at us that's uh yeah that that's not an endorsement of a defense that's in year 4 now um that that's that's the hot seat this week the the offense is fine and Uh, You know, Eric Biehnemy gave his press conference yesterday. Said, "You know, this losing's making him sick. He's not used to it, right? He's used to Kansas City, where there's hand wringing over just an 11 point win against the Denver Broncos on Thursday night football. Um, He's he's got a lot to contend with broadly, um, but I'm still pleased with the development of Sam Howell, and I think Sam Howell is not getting as much love as he deserves nationally and. I think this is a great opportunity for him—a game where hopefully the defense can give you some short fields, give you something to work with, chance to, to punch some in. Well, I'm also excited to watch that Atlanta offense. Bijan Robinson—he's been a ton of fun so far this year uh, against that that Washington defensive line. I mean, you remember last year they became known league-wide as a group that could stuff the run. Can they can they build on that? Can they stop you know what one of the league's most exciting young running backs? I, th- I think it's a fun matchup up and down the board. Um. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what the, uh, the commander's offense can bring to the table uh, in terms of outscoring the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Eric bien was asked yesterday about Logan Thomas leading the team in targets. He didn't directly address it in his answer, just say he's frustrated by, by the losing the inability to score points. I don't think it bothers him that Logan Thomas leads the team in targets. We knew this was going to be a tight end friendly offense. We knew things were going to run through the tight end. That's the way they operate. I mean, shoot, watch Travis Kelsey last night. I know Logan Thomas isn't Travis Kelsey, but he's serviceable. He gets the job done, and I think that's a big key to Sam Howell getting the ball out early. I, I don't see that changing at all uh, as, as we go forward here. But I the the focus this weekend for me, absolutely, on the defense. Can they hold Atlanta 21 points or fewer? It, it's It's a bad enough offense. I think that's a fair expectation for them going in. College football, we got some action on the gridiron tomorrow. Got some action on the gridiron tonight. Let's start with that. Deion Sanders in Colorado. They'll host Stanford. That's a 10 o'clock kick out here Eastern. It's 8 o'clock in Boulder. And uh, on his radio show this week, Deion says he is not a fan. He makes these 8 o'clock games? They're the dumbest thing I ever, I ever I know, I know. It's those fellows the over the television side. stupidest thing ever invented in life. Who wants to stay up to 8 o'clock for a You wait till we do what what it. What about the West Coast? Yes. I mean, the East Coast. Any, do they even care about ratings or anybody watching it? I don't. Uh, you, you what are we supposed to do it? I'm sorry, I'm venting. are we supposed to do it? The kids all day until eight o'clock, and then the next if when we have a game like that on the road, we get home at five o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God we're not going to be in this uh, conference. Yep. <laughs> I I have exceptionally bad news for Deion Sanders. It's going to be like that in the Big Twelve too. It's uh it's going to be like that everywhere until you jump to the NFL someday, and then they're going to go make you kick off at nine thirty a.m. in London. Uh, TV rules the world, and uh, TV says. Colorado in their own primetime window, uh, which makes a ton of sense this weekend because you've already got big marquee games people are going to tune into. Washington, Oregon at 3.30 tomorrow. That one's going to be a blast. USC, Notre Dame, it's going to draw a big crowd. Deion gets, Deion gets his 8 p.m. kickoff, 10 o'clock Eastern. Second time they've done that this season, the uh, the late kick in Boulder. It doesn't, doesn't matter how, how much Deion likes it or doesn't like it. People people are going to watch. Uh, they're going to do it. College football, they are Chasing that buck, uh, gotta 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 get those coaches their raises. They're only making eight million dollars a year. Gotta gotta get that extra TV money. Get those coaches a few extra pennies. Uh, locally, it's Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. Uh, I'm excited for this one. Winnable game for the Hokies. Uh, they've swung to being slight favorites here, and uh, Coach Brent Price said yesterday he he feels the Hokies have a little momentum coming into this one. I, I do think they're taking steps. You know, we had a few whiff shots Saturday against some good people, but. I think we've been better in that area. We're not, you know, we're just not getting getting beat quick as as often as we were last year. We're, we're, we're giving plays a chance, and uh, honestly, I think that group's coming together. Um, I, I told Parker Clements yesterday, you know, he's really he's playing his best ball since I've been here. You know, he's he's really his pass pros improved. He's playing tougher. He's playing stronger. Um, you know, so I think that group's improving, and again, it's confidence, but it's also just repetition and repetition and repetition, and yeah, uh, you know, I think it. You know, when you're able to run the ball, and people just can't tee off, you know, that helps too. When there's when you can keep people honest. Hokies coach Brent Pry on the running game, the offensive line. Such a struggle on both sides of the line early this year. Some disappointing losses there, but hey, he feels optimistic they're turning the corner. They're healthier on offense for sure. Uh, these young players uh, cert- certainly looking more impressive over the last couple of weeks and that win against Pitt. Now, Pitt's not the cream of the crop in the ACC. Wake Forest is going to present a tougher test, so I'm I'm not prepared to go out and say they should win this one or they will win this one. Uh, I think you have to respect Wake and what they've accomplished over the last few years. Dave Klaus and his coach, you know he's going to be ready to go have them coached up, so I'm. it would not surprise me at all if, if Wake gives them a fight, and even if the Hokies played well and weren't able to pull out the win, but you got that huge home field advantage in Blacksburg. You know it's going to be a great crowd. Uh 3.30 kick on what should be a lovely fall day. Uh, exactly the kind of day they, they love down there for tech football. Great opportunity for them. That'll be on the ACC network. And you can listen to the radio call if you're out and about tomorrow. Right here on 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM, The Home of the Hokies. we got JMU hosting Georgia Southern tomorrow. And that'll be your appetizer at noon. Georgia Southern got them last year with an offensive explosion. JMU looking for the revenge game, looking to stay undefeated 5-0. Oh, the Dukes down there in uh, Harrisonburg uh, sold, should be a sold-out crowd or a big crowd for that one. Uh, we'll see if the Dukes can, uh, can make their make their hay against Georgia Southern, a team that uh, they were unable to stop last year. You'd have to say the defense has made big strides this year. Love that defensive line. I think the offense is your question this year, if they, can, if they can put up enough points to hang with Georgia Southern. Those should be a pair of fun football games, though. We'll wrap them up for you on Monday, of course. Right here, MP on the mic, 910 the fan, one zero five one FM. There was action on the diamond last night. Here's what happened. And the 1-2 to Castellanos, swung on, hit in the air, blasted deep to left field. No doubt about this one, into the foot of the second deck, a solo home run. Nick Castellanos has hit his second solo home run of the night, and the Phillies are on top 3-1. to one. And congrats to the Phillies, they are the winners. Three one over the Braves. Honestly, that's uh, that's the high water mark for your good teams this year. Was the Braves taking one? We gave you the stat yesterday. We'll run it back here. Uh, teams that had the five best records in baseball win a combined one and thirteen. In the postseason, if you missed yesterday's discussion about that, hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app. I won't go too deep into this one though, because the Phillies are a good baseball team, and they were they were obviously built for October with the pitching. Braves are a great baseball team too. That was we knew that would be a fun series, and that delivered. Braves got uh, Acuna at the plate with uh, with the chance to bring home some tying runs last night. Took it into the outfield, but the Phillies uh, make the snag in center field and, and slam the door. So the Phillies move on. We've got our baseball uh, divisional series round set. Today's program, we're going to run back uh, some of our favorite interviews from the week. We had VCU basketball coach Ryan Odom here. Uh, he was great as he talked about this weekend's black and gold game. That'll be at the Siegel Center tomorrow, 4 o'clock. you want to be there. Uh, you'll also hear from Tarek El-Bashir. The Caps dropped the puck tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins, jam-packed weekend of sports, a folk festival for those of you who indulge in such things locally. Uh, going to be a great weekend. We'll be back here, of course, on Monday, wrapping it all up for you. But first, we hope you enjoy uh, some of our favorite interviews from the week. You'll hear uh, VCU basketball coach Ryan Odom. You'll hear Tarek El-Bashir, Lane Casadane, and Mike Barber. A couple of my very favorite local reporters are going to get you fired up for a big weekend on the gridiron. This is Michael Phillips. You're listening to MP on the mic. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.